Welcome to the Time for Smacking podcast. I'm your host, Miles Z, alongside my guy, Mike, uh, here to talk uh, NFL, the upcoming season, specifically our predictions uh, for uh, the awards this upcoming season, as well as division picks and our possible Super Bowl picks there, too. How's things going, Mike? Yeah, brother. Can't complain, can't complain. Just trying to stay cool out here. It's 100 degrees, so. I saw that, man. I saw there was a little bit of a, a heat wave headed your way. That it is. That it is. It's like, thankfully, the AC just is, is working here recently, so I'm not passed out from a heat stroke, so we're all good. Well, there you go. We just got rid of our heat wave, and now we're been raining for the past two and a half days out here in Texas, so we're loving it. Oh man, yeah, I see. I I, I couldn't deal with that crazy weather that you deal with in Texas, and Irene deals with in Arizona. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not for me. <laughs> I was talking to um, Marco yesterday, actually, a funny story, and we were talking about. And where you guys are at, and I said, "Yeah, I'll never visit Irene." And as long as she lives in Arizona, that ain't happening. That that weather, what she's at, hell no. Sorry, man. We'll get you out here in uh, March. Get you a little tornado warning out here, and you'll have a good time, brother. <laughs> Promise you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get going, how's things been? How, how's things been with you, man, since we last talked? Good, man. A couple of different changes. Uh, had the lady move in with me uh, this past week. Um, flew out to San Diego on uh, last Tuesday. Made the hell of a drive from uh, Oceanside to uh, to North Texas in about two and a half days, man. So uh, lots been changing here. Um, but she's she actually just left for a wedding this week. That was obviously pre-planned. So uh Still got the place to myself. Still got the bachelor pad going for about one more week. Uh, just added a dog in here, man. So she's doing all right. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right, man. Well, let's dive right in. <coughs> Excuse me. So I would say uh, we can go awards first or just dive right in. We don't have to do division, like actual records, but I'd say – Let's just go uh, through the divisions, who we think will win each division, uh, playoffs, uh, and Super Bowl picks. Uh, and then we can end up at the tail end, just decide on, like, who should – don't have to do, like, the rookie of the year or anything like that, but who we have picked out for, like, uh, MVP, offensive player of the year, that type of stuff. Yeah, man, sounds good to me. That's kind of how the, how the flow of the season goes in the first place, kind of – see how the divisions play out, see how the playoffs go, the Super Bowl, and then after that's already done, we can talk about the the season finale awards, man. I'm down for that. Cool. So, I'll uh, just jump right in, go west coast to, to, to east. So, let's start NFC just out of respect for the Super Bowl champs, the Rams, uh, their division this year. I Honestly, I see them repeating – 
as division champs, while I think Arizona and San Francisco may be strong contenders, I still see at the end of the day the Rams have too much talent up and down on their team. Their uh, running game will only get better with a full year of Cam Akers being healthy. So I got uh, Rams winning uh, the NFC West this year. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I do tend to tend to agree with that. Um, I think I think there's a lot been talked about, like how how bad like Stafford's injury really is. But I think to the most to talk about that more, um, I feel like if that was really as big of an issue as people think it is, it probably would definitely be have been more talked about. I guess recently. Yeah. I think that's kind of like a manageable injury. It's not, you know, like a pitcher in like the major leagues having a, you know, needing like Tommy John or something like that, that really just like ruins your season. Um, right. It kind of sounds like it's like an injury that's not going to be, you know, fun to play with, but I think it's definitely one that you can deal with, with the proper medication and stuff like that that they have for the players these days. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, yeah, I feel like it'd be almost impossible to pick against the Rams this year. Just because, I mean, the Cardinals for the past three seasons or so have kind of been like an up-and-coming team that have, you know, been viable for like to to be in play for a division title or probably more importantly like a wild-card position there. Um, I just don't really see any improvement that would put them over the top of like uh, the Rams who are, like we said, coming off the Super Bowl win. Um, I know they lost Christian Kirk to just a stupid contract to Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> and you have, you know, I think a lot of people forget there's no D hop for the first six weeks either. Um, so kind of curious to see how they stand pat there for the first six weeks of the season, first month in a couple games there. Um but I have no problem with picking the Rams to win that. Uh, the one thing I do find interesting is I know it doesn't really have to do with our picks here for the division, but I kind of just on just like real quick, not to go off on a tangent um, about what do you think about the the Niners bringing back Jimmy G? You think that's just for like maybe like a one year worst case scenario? Maybe Trey Lance isn't what we're thinking the first three or four games, and maybe we bring Jimmy G in just to kind of help right the ship and like maybe a team didn't want him because of that shoulder injury. And maybe this year is kind of just, yeah, we'll keep you on board just until a team kind of picks you up next year kind of thing. Or what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's an insurance policy because you're with Trey, it's an unknown uh, quantity. Like you, this team has designs of being like a potential Super Bowl team and, then the reason they switched to Trey is because they think he has that potential to like take him past that next step. But if they know like at the very least, Jimmy can like barring health, he can, he can get you there as well. He might not be able to get you over the hump, but like he'll keep you competitive. So if Trey scuffles a little bit and if they go on like a slide or if he's injured, uh, hopefully that isn't the case, but if he gets injured, they know what they have in Jimmy as opposed to like random uh, QB that's a backup quarterback where you might get one or two starts at best from them and they're going to be lost in the wilderness and the season's going to be lost. Whereas you keep Jimmy, you're going to, you know, at least, okay, we have somebody competent that could be our, my backup quarterback here 
and in the event of like starting for a good stretch, they'll be able to do so. Kind of like the situation with um, the Broncos and uh, Brock Osweiler. This is years ago when Peyton was like on his last legs in his last season there. They had Brock Osweiler there, and while he wasn't like starter quality like your first, like your number one, he was able to come in and like kind of keep the ship afloat while Peyton was going through some stuff. Till Peyton came back, they excuse me win this win the AFC Championship game, get to the Super Bowl, and it's like serviceable. So that's kind of the thing that the same mindset I see with San Francisco and keeping Jimmy is that, all right, you keep him around. Worst case scenario, there's a, a uh, if there's an injury, I can bring Jimmy in and he'll be able to, uh, you aren't throwing things off, having to teach somebody something brand new, you're, you're good to go. Yep. I totally agree with that. And I just want the, I do just want America to know, uh, Never forget the two best fourth string quarterbacks in the league with uh, CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins either. So uh, definitely probably a better uh, option than those two guys, but just never forget. Terrible. Uh, now speaking to Arizona real quick before we actually jump to the next division, I will say this. Uh, I don't see like – I see them being possibly a, a wild card team. We'll get to our wild card picks here as well. But I, I see them being one for sure. The thing with them, I, I, you, can't, you can't like discount the at the addition of Marquise um, Brown there as well. Like you got to figure to your current uh, point, Christian Kirk is gone. You plug him in. Now, granted, um, D Hop isn't going to be there for a minute, but you did kind of get a little bit of a excuse me. Uh, you did kind of see how this offense can click even without him for some portions of last season when he was out hurt. So they have been able to play decent without him and another year of like just seasoning with Kyler and uh, I can't believe I'm saying this with um with their with, with Cliff Kingsbury. So it's like not saying that they'll be world beaters. But I could, I definitely see that they'll be one of the on the upper level of the NFC, and they can definitely get a wild card for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, Hollywood Brown is, if we're all being honest, he probably could be more dynamic than even the contract that Christian Cook got with, with Jacksonville, right? So oh, yeah. he brings a, he kind of brings a different dimension into them, just a speedster that you know has a lot of ball catching ability, a lot of runaway speed ability. Um, so I guess we'll see how he fits in with, with that offense. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about that a, a little bit more once we get down to those wildcard picks. Cause to be honest, there's a, you know, I, any year, I think the NFC has a, has a decent amount of teams that could be in that wildcard discussion too. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. <clears throat> All right, moving on. We got your division, the a, uh, the NFC North. Oh boy! <laughs> so I'm just here to say it, man. Like I'm not saying that you, you guys won't uh, win the division. Like I, I'm not like shaky on that pick necessarily. But like when we did our fancy picks, I keep hearing stuff about Minnesota, man, and I'm just telling you. <laughs> 
offensively at least, they're going to be on fire. Like I, I like the weapons that they have on offense. It's like okay, you're you're about to see some some sparks flying. Yeah, because you got to take into cons- uh, consideration, like, their coach uh, from before, uh, Mike Zimmer, not necessarily, like, the most, like, risky uh, type of guy. He's, uh, like, more uh, takes a conservative approach. You got uh, a new uh, head coach in there that's ready to kind of put the pedal to the metal with the weapons you got, even, like, with the uh, slightly older Thielen, but you got Justin Jefferson, you got Dalvin Cook, and as much as people rag on Kirk Cousins, He's at least a competent quarterback that'll that can put up numbers on occasion. So, with that, I don't think they'll necessarily challenge you guys this year. But depending upon like uh, how things break, how your wide receivers develop, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Like I'm still going to pick Green Bay to win this division, but like it wouldn't stun me if it came down to like the last quarter of the season where things are kind of getting hashed out. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be, like, you know, a fan that's so biased so I don't get all those points you're making. Trust me, this is the most nervous I've been going into a season that I have been since we probably almost, like, you know, well, since the year that Rodgers uh, broke his collarbone uh, to those scumbags. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, this will be, be an interesting year. Um, just talking about it from a football perspective, because if you know – Week one, we play in Minnesota week one. So right off the bat, I mean, we're going to get to look like what this division is going to be like. Um, And the only saving grace that I can say this year that I could say, I mean, even last year it was decent. But this year we actually have like a a perennial top six defense in the league um, on paper, again on paper. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Um, but for once, you know, for the past, what, 15 years or since I've been, you know, a kid, it's always been offense, offense, offense. Now we're going to see what it's going to be like kind of a lot of uncertainties, you know, like with Lazard being the number one receiver there on the left, um, either when, when the rookie, when Christian's healthy, he'll be the other receiver. Um, I know dubs. Dobbs has been looking pretty good in preseason. I don't know how much he'll factor in uh, week one. It's going to be depending on um, on Watson's health. Uh, then we still got Cobb out of the slot, and then we still got Big Bub Tunney in the, in the tight end position. Um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens, man. You know, I'm not one to bet against Aaron Rodgers ever. You know, back-to-back MVPs, that really hasn't been done in a while. So I'm not ready to – hit the panic button on offense quite yet, not even being able to see Aaron Rodgers play in the preseason. So we can't really put anything on that yet. Uh, but week run, uh, week one right off the bat, man, you got to go to Minnesota, hostile environment, division rival, pretty much your only rival to win the division this season. Um, just to get it started week one, there is going to be a hell of a, hell of a tussle there. Um, so I think there could be, you know, like one of two things can happen there. Uh, you find out how good your team really is and you guys lose the game or, you know, our defense just plays out of our mind. And for some reason, Aaron Rodgers pulls the rabbit out of his hat like he's been doing for the past 20 years. Um, so I feel like we're really going to get into it. I mean, 
like week one, right? Uh, a big yeah. game versus the two teams that are picked to either win the division, depending on who you think about. Most of the money's on Green Bay. They're minus 170 to win the division. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Minnesota's right there. Um, th- the only thing I will say is to be a little bit biased. I'll believe it when I see it. If Kirk Cousins can win, like, a meaningful divisional game, um, <laughs> I'll tip my hat to him. If he does that week one, if we play well and he plays well, then I'll give him credit for that. Um, but just going before the season starts, I would like to think that Green Bay would win, but it's definitely going to be one of those uh, nail-biter situations like it probably is going to be in a couple divisions this year. So not your normal NFC uh, North where it's the Packers by a long shot. Um, but, again, this is football, so it'll be exciting to get out there week one and see what the hell's going on. Yeah, uh, it definitely will be interesting for sure. Like uh, that's going to be one of the divisions I'll have a close eye on. So very interesting, very interesting. But don't get me wrong. If we do win Week One, we will win that fucking division. Trust me. <laughs> we can win in Minnesota and beat them with no Devonte Adams. Uh, sorry for all you Minnesota guys. I hate to break it to you, but you know, Kirk ain't the guy. So you know. I'll talk my shit until we lose, but just saying. <laughs> and with that, on to the next division. <laughs> I knew that I was going to come out there eventually, Mike. Well, yeah. But, that, I mean, the only Captain Kirk I know is on the Starship Enterprise, so, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, with the NFC East, well, no, let's go south and then we'll save the east for last because it's a little saucy. Yeah. Yeah. So the south, everybody is like is like penciling in Tampa. And I can see why. Like because yeah, Carolina, not really a threat. Yeah. Um, and it's like, can you really trust um like the new regime that's going on with New Orleans and with Jameis there. It's like, granted, the, this is the one stat I'm stunned. Ever since Tom Brady's been in Tampa, at least in the regular season, they haven't been able to beat Tampa. It's like, oh, wow, seriously? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, and the fact that – is it me or just did he look weird in his press conference the other day where it looked like he looked sickly to me? But that's just me. When I saw him, I was like, maybe it's just, hey, the dude's getting old, so that's where it stemmed from. But I was like, something ain't right with Tom, and oh, yeah. I think that this will be the year where he falls off a cliff. But like I, we said in the um, in our top ten rankings and the and the fancy stuff, it's like at some point it's going to have to drop off, and like yeah. this may be the year. So I'm going to throw my first like. Uh, Twisty here. I'm I'm saying I'm going New Orleans to win the division. Therefore, Atlanta they aren't they aren't winning. They are a long term rebuild. But yeah, I'm going New Orleans winning this uh, winning this division uh, as my pick. Yeah, as being a as being as a pop culture, you know, enthusiast sometimes as being a man, um, I think really the only thing that can make Tom Brady look like that and. I apologize if this rubs anyone the wrong way. Um, I, I think Tristan Thompson's, you know, banging Giselle, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, something, 
There's there is only when you talk about a man like Tom Brady, right? That's the man that has it all. He hasn't really been into too many off-field controversy things like maybe some other quarterbacks have come into contact with. He's pretty been, you know, he's pretty been low-key in the offseason, big family guy. The only thing that I can think about that has his hair going that way of straight is something something ain't going right at the like back at the, the house. Back at the homestead. So whether that be uh you know like an issue with like a marital issue or whether it just be man, he just really isn't just really fully involved and in, you know the stress of being his age is finally catching up. Those two things could obviously be a thing. Um, I know there's a lot of theories been floating out about him having, you know, prior stuff with that Fox Sports contract, but I don't think that would make a man look like Tom Brady looked in that press conference unless yeah. your wife. So, I mean, hate to break it to you, but if we got to cut ties, we got to cut ties. I mean, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. That guy goes through women like, you know, we go through like towels. You know, in the household. <laughs> you know, to some people, it doesn't mean anything. To some people, it means a whole lot. I know he has a couple kids going on there and stuff like that. But, I mean, I don't know, man. It's hard to, just from like a betting perspective or just talking about the, it's just hard to go against the Bucks, I guess you would say. But, I mean, if, you know, if like I haven't really followed the whole training camp thing like I probably should have. But if Leonard Fournette's coming back, looking like Eddie Lacy, 2008. I mean, I don't know what's going on down there, but uh, they have Julio Jones now. It's another weapon. I know they have Russell Gage. They got whatever the fuck he's been doing since he was with the Falcons. He's down there now. Still got Godwin. Still got Evans. Um, I mean, I feel like it would be hard to pick against them, but I do feel like the Saints are trending higher right now than the Bucks are. Um and I know the Bucks and the Saints both have a pretty good defense on paper this year. I think they're both top five, top eight, I think, both of them respectfully. Uh, so, I mean, I think it really just could come down to those two head-to-head matchups, though, you know? Um, I know Tom Brady hasn't fared the best against the Saints the past couple seasons, I'll say that. So, but do you really put more trust in Jameis Winston than Tom Brady, or do, or do we put more trust in that Saints defense? No. That Saints defense, I'd say. That Saints defense, like, what, however, like, you can't explain it, but they figured him out. Like, yeah, it, it's it's one of the damnedest things you'll ever see. Like, few defenses have been there, like, all right, we know what you're about. Because even, like, the, the, the playoff game where they beat them, it wasn't like it was a blowout. So no. it's like, if Drew Brees actually would have had a decent game, then you could then it easily Tampa could have could have lost that. So it's one of those things where I just I got a feeling that like New Orleans, barring help, obviously, and that goes without saying with all the teams. But I really think that they they have a shot this year. Like the fact that he retired and then came back. I don't necessarily think he's all in it this season and like any little slip up and you're starting to see it already in the preseason. Just like we said, the dude doesn't look right and nobody wants to like out and out say it because you can't critique Tom Brady for whatever reason, but he doesn't look right to me. That that's all. Yeah. And that goes, 
that just goes with the thing, right? I mean, you know, for the past two or three seasons, we can critique LeBron James, we can critique all these other big guys, but we can't fucking critique Tom Brady. I mean, like if I had it my way, I would fucking love to see the Bucks go 0-16. You kidding me? <laughs> I hated Tom on the Patriots, and I hate Tom on the Bucks. But the difference is I respect the guy. So yeah. the difference between respecting the guy but then also wanting him to lose every game he plays. I mean, I respect the guy to the fullest amount because, you know, he's done whatever he's done. You can look at – you can, you know, Wikipedia is fucking resume. But, I mean – at the same time, this is the year that the Saints can actually do something. And like you said, if Drew Brees didn't have a fucking top ramen arm that year, uh, they probably would have beat them in that playoff game. Yeah. Exactly. If they had a two-year younger, three-year younger Drew Brees, I think that's an easy dub there. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it's going to come down to those two head-to-heads because what's like, like what are the Falcons and the, you know, the Panthers going to bring to the table there? Absolutely nothing. Jackson. So it's going to come down to both those head-to-heads. Would I be surprised that the Tampa Buccaneers win the division? No. Would I be surprised if the Saints win the division by a game? No. Um, But I am surprised that Tampa Bay is 280 to win the division, even more than the Packers are against the Vikings. I'll say that. I'm surprised at that, I think. Yeah. I'm surprised they're uh, they're favored to win by that much more because I think that division could easily be as close as the Packers and Vikings is easily. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that going down to the last yeah. uh, quarter, the last couple games of the That's season. Tom Brady effect, though. Until people actually see Tom Brady fail, but she just really hasn't done outside of it. Say last, yeah. Season, yeah. Until you actually see Tom Brady fail, you just can't you can't bet against them until you actually see like, Hey, maybe we do the same podcast middle of the season. Right. And it's a different story, but since the season hasn't stopped, we pick against the bucks just yet, especially if that defense is as good as it looks. So. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. All right. And she's moving on to the last division in, in the NFC, and of course, it's with America's team, the Cowboys and the Cowboys and the Cowboys. Oh boy! I'll tell you this now: I'm not picking them. No, and it's not that I have great confidence in Philly either, but just looking at Philly's roster and their list of weapons compared to what uh, the Cowboys have weapon-wise, I'll take Philly. Uh, like I, I'm perfectly fine with saying I'll take uh, Philadelphia. I trust their weapons more than a on his last leg Ezekiel Elliott and Dak when he has no one to throw to outside of CeeDee Lamb and he's going to be running for his life anyway considering Tyron Smith is going to be out a good chunk of the season. So with that and then personally I don't trust that defense. That defense last year was like smoke and mirrors. It was like uh, Diggs was getting all those picks. Like you don't get a lot of interceptions unless people think they can uh, throw on you. So like one year, of course, you've got to get a lot of picks because luck of the draw. But I can certainly see a scenario where this flips and he's just like uh, the in the dictionary next to toast where he's just getting burnt left and right. So 
for that, I for sure got Philly. The, the other teams we ain't even gonna talk. The 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 Washington football team because I refuse to call them that other stupid ass name, and the Giants. They're uh, also Rams. The two teams that will be vying for this. Give me Philly, like, and then that's not even to speak on the uh, the oh the, the coach. Like, yeah. you have enough history with that guy to to, to go on here for the next hour, but I'll just leave it at this. I don't trust that roster. I don't trust that quarterback. And I don't trust those weapons. I don't trust that coach. Give me Philly. Yeah, and, you know, again, this is where I make my money on this podcast. Um, And by money, I make no money. But (laughs) this is is where I make my kind of thing here. I have the shit on the get the Dallas Cowboys since I've been alive and been watching football. And it is just so funny to me to where the Eagles are plus 150 to win the division. The Dallas Cowboys are plus 135. Nobody in that division is minus money to win that division. And that just shows <laughs> how fucking dog shit that division is. So you're telling me the Eagles get AJ Brown, okay? You have hopefully a healthy Miles Sanders a healthy uh, Boston Scott and a healthy, what's the third guy? Uh, Sorry, the G. Is it Gate? Gate? Uh, what's his name? Gaither? That was his fucking name. I can't think off the top of my head. I'm, I'm more like their wide outs of who I've been paying attention to. Like, Wait, anyway, you have like their, their fucking tight end, Dallas Goddard, too, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I mean, I don't see the Dallas Cowboys. Even if the Dallas Cowboys somehow win that division, it's going to be the same thing that it's going to been for the past 10 years. They win the division and get blown out in the first round of the playoffs, okay? So if the Eagles win the division, it's unfortunately probably going to be the same thing too. But just as fact as picking the division winner, I want to pick the Eagles here because um, I just think, you know, like you lose Amari Cooper, uh <coughs> Ezekiel Elliott looks like he's just, you know, it just looks like he signed more of a food deal than a football deal. So I don't know what's going on with him. Tony Pollard might be the best backup running back in the history of the NFL. At this I point. think, honestly, he's better than Zeke at this point. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, if they're still giving Zeke first, you know, first down, second down looks over Pollard the whole year, well, I'll take the Eagles. I'll put money on the Eagles for that for sure. Um, I just don't see the Cowboys winning the game when it counts, other than the, you know, the Giants and fuck. I don't even, I don't even call them the Commanders. I don't even see them being the Redskins either. <laughs> I refuse to call them the football team. I refuse to call them the Commanders. <laughs> just the jokes. No, they're the goddamn Washington Redskins because even the Native American community. So there you go. I'm plugging <laughs> in. If you're a Native American watching this, I respect you. I live about an hour away from one of you guys. There's great casinos in Oklahoma. Uh, you guys should be respected. So, Manners <laughs> is a horseshit name, personally. But, uh, <laughs> but that's beyond the point. I think the Eagles win this division by a game. And I think it's going to come down to – I think the Eagles actually win both of the games against the Cowboys this year. So there you go. Yeah. I, I, I'm confident in that there. So 
just to kind of recap uh, our NFC side before we switch over to the AFC, we got uh, for the West, we got uh, we both are going with the Rams. For the North, we both are going with Green Bay. Uh, for the South, I'm going New Orleans. You're more on Tampa's side. And for the East, we're both going Philly. Now, that's division winners, and, and we don't have to do seeding because that shit will take all all night. So, yeah. but out of those, uh, I if we're it's three wild cards uh, that we will be going with, I say Arizona, Tampa, uh, and then uh, I want to say uh, Minnesota. I, I so want to because oh for sure, uh, but and, yeah, you could you could talk. I dragged on him recently. You, uh, you could talk me into Dallas, like if like they might be fighting it out with Minnesota at the tail end. So I could sort of see that as how it might be playing out, or get it grabbing another team from the um, West. Like say a um, like you know, San Francisco, if like uh, Lance just was like killing it, and you just take three teams from the NFC West, I could see you could convince me of that too. So that would be how I would see the the division and the wild cards playing out. Yeah, and if I had to bet on that, I would probably be a hundred percent certain that whoever loses between the Packers and the the Vikings, they're going to get a wild card. I don't. Okay. I just don't see that happening any otherwise because I think they're both going to be better than Dallas, <laughs> and I think they're both going to be better than Philadelphia too. But just because you have to pick a fucking division winner, you know? Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying there. We ought to be doing NBA playoffs top eight. Fuck it. <laughs> Because then the Eagles and the Cowboys would never make the playoffs, and then they would actually force them to make moves that actually make sense. <laughs> oh man! And, I mean, just saying, like it works for the NBA. Should you know? Yeah. It takes out of shitty conferences for the NBA. It takes out of should take shitty conferences out of the NFL. The one thing NFL they'll never give up that guarantee. So. Oh, because Jimmy Johnson would literally assassinate Roger Goodell. Yeah. So, yeah. for that very reason, that ain't happening. I know. But uh, I would love to see it just to shit on all the Cowboys fans out here that think they're, <laughs> that think, oh, God, this is the year, man. Yeah, it's just a fucking CD Lamb, offensive player of the year. I'm like, oh, I bet. Bet. <laughs> bet CD right. has that many more receiving yards than AJ Brown this year. Bet, please. Because Las Vegas will make the money that Las Vegas always makes. <laughs> All right, switching over to the AFC, uh, kind of going in the same order, starting with the AFC West. I got, and I'm not trying to be a homer pick and not being happy that Russell Wilson just uh, resigned and it's going to be our quarterback for the foreseeable future, but. I and one, I'm saying this is the toughest division of football, bar none, because you could have a, uh, a, like all four of these teams. Like if they were in, 
the NFC, they definitely would be vying for a playoff berth. So, and that's me as a diehard hatred fan of the Raiders. But if you're if Denver clicks with the way the schedule breaks for them early on, I think there's a real possibility that uh, they could be on a nice little run. Now the back half of the schedule, after looking at it, it does get a little bit tough. But I still got uh, Denver uh, winning the division, followed closely by Kansas City, and then I'll say, and I'm giving away a lot of wild card picks now, but definitely going Kansas City and San, and I was about to say San Diego, Los Angeles as uh, coming out as wild cards in this uh, in the in, in the AFC. Ooh, yeah, easy on that. I'm gonna have to cancel you for saying San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't have to put you out. Let me see that. Plays at Snapdragon Stadium now, brother. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I drove by there the other day, and it's crazy how much smaller it is compared to old Qualcomm. Yeah, that's a. Um, I mean, God, I think that is a a closer division than I think even the the NFC West is, man. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Yeah. Either one of those four teams can make the playoffs, whether one's a division and, you know, two wild card, three wild card, whatever. I mean, there isn't, like, I don't even think there is, like, a consensus on that. I mean, the Chiefs are plus 175 to win. Chargers are plus 220. Broncos, 275. Raiders, plus 600. I mean – that is just through and through. That is the hardest division in all of football. You can't tell mm-hmm. me anything otherwise. Um, and unfortunately, even though the Raiders have gotten significantly better with Adams and, you know, that kind of thing, I still feel like they might be the odd team out there, you know? Because yeah. it's going to yeah. depend on their defense, to be honest. You guys, the Broncos, have a good defense. Chargers, we know, have a good defense. The Chiefs, eh, okay defense, but good offense. So it's like, God dang, that is the toughest division to pick right now. And if I had to pick money on it, if I had to put money on it right now and you had a gun to my head saying, hey, pick money on it, you're in Mexico, pick money right now. Uh, <laughs> I would pick the Chargers, honestly. I want to be completely honest. I would go Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Wow. And that's no disrespect to your team, obviously. It's just a fucking – insane division to be in right now with all those quarterbacks, dude. Unbelievable. Yeah. The quarterbacks make it tough for sure. Like, we haven't seen a division like that, I don't think. I mean, maybe when, like, Russell was with Seattle that one year with, like, Russell, Jimmy G, Kyler, and, you know, Stafford this past season. But then, you know, like, you saw Russell got hurt, kind of hindered their chances there. But I mean, this division is almost impossible to pick because I think it's going to be – they're all going to be so beaten up playing each other. And That's then, what I was going to say, too, health-wise, like who comes out. Uh, so so it might just come – like it might just come down to who, you know, what do their non-conference teams look like? I mean, if you guys win the division, like the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos – I just don't see the Raiders being better than any three of those teams, though. You know? I really don't. Uh, so, so I'll take the Raiders out of it because I don't think the Raiders are better than the Broncos. I don't think they're better than the Chargers or the Chiefs. Um, 
I would put money on the Chiefs until they actually don't win it because they've won it for the past couple of years. The Chargers, I think, are the most up-and-coming younger team. Um, but then the Broncos have Russell Wilson now. So, like, you guys don't have Tim Patrick, but then you guys have, you know, Sutton, Judy, healthy, healthy. And then, you know, your two tight end situation, healthy so far. Um, yep. And then, yeah. And it's like you still got um, KJ Hamler, who's like, if yeah. he had heard his ACL last year, you probably would have heard way more about him. So, the weapons that they have there is going to be something that's definitely, uh, I'm going to enjoy it. Right? Let's just say that. And I do want to give a shout out real quick to, uh, I don't know if you know this, but your third string tight end, uh, the Dolchich uh, guy from UCLA. UCLA, yeah. Shout out to that guy. Uh, I think if if anyone goes down like on your tight end thing, I think you guys will be in good hands with him. He is a monster. I will say that. So, want to hey, get that out on the podcast. It may, fucking monster, big ass guy. It may not uh, be the same, but trust me. I have him killing all over the field in Madden, so I know what, what kind of talent the guy has. His He's hair, big fucking body, man. I love that guy. He handily beat LSU last year for us, so I will forever be indebted to that guy. <laughs> now, but, yeah, that's tough, man. So I think so. Sorry, just to re, just to re get back on track here, I. <sighs> I sadly want to take the Chargers to win that division. Um, and I think it really becomes a toss-up between the Chiefs and the Broncos because I think either one of them could – well, because either one of those three can win it, right? But yeah. the Chargers will win, and I think it's really going to be a hell of a fight between second and third. And don't, don't, don't be concerned if, like, two of those teams made the wild card too, you know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely like – whoever doesn't win the division – like barring health, like something crazy happens, they'll definitely the records will be good enough to get in the playoffs. I think. Oh yeah. Now, on to what if the NS, the AFC West isn't the toughest division? Like, had the whole thing not shaken up with Deshaun Watson, you could definitely make a claim that this next division that we'll be talking about could have definitely could have staked the claim of that the AFC North. As now that we know what type of suspension uh, Deshaun is looking at, you probably can count out uh, Cleveland at least this year. So it's like it's going to be Cincinnati, uh, Baltimore. I still see like Pittsburgh being somewhat frisky because they're never just like terrible. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Cleveland. So if I had to like choose, like between Cincy and Baltimore, that's like the gun to the head scenario you were just mentioning. I'm going to pick Baltimore just because, like, experience-wise, as they've done it before, granted, they haven't gone to the Super Bowl, but it's one of those things where it's like, one, you got to think that they're going to break out, and I think this might be the year that they actually think, okay, I can see it all coming together for Baltimore even though weapons-wise it's not as strong, at least in the wide receiver core, as it could be. Yeah, I – that's a tough one to you, man. I'm still, I'm still going to have to take the Bengals in that division, I think. 
Like, I think the Ravens are right there to it. I think the Ravens will be in the wild card take. But until until someone just locks down Burrow, Chase, and, like, Higgins and all those guys and Dixon, I don't see the Bengals losing that division. But, again, it is a tough-out division because even when you play the Steelers, who are not expected to do anything, it's still a tough game, though, just because it's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, right? Exactly. I still have the Bengals winning that, but I definitely have the the uh, the Ravens making a wild card, one hundred percent. So I now I would say kind of similar to uh, AFC West, one wild card team is likely to be pulled from here, and we'll get to like the the AFC East and why I don't think a second uh, wild card will be pulled from there in just a sec. But yeah, if just for that, like, I got Baltimore, you got Cincinnati, so just kind of flip in that. And, like, either one, I could see being making a wild card. So I I, I, I don't have too much gripe uh, in there with that. Now, just for, like, a devil's advocate, let's say if you had a hel- – uh, not healthy, but if you had Deshaun Watson playing for Cleveland the entire season – would that change your prediction uh, at all with this here? Like, would you uh, put them above either of these teams? Would you still have them as, like, a third or fourth place team? What's your, t- what's your take there? Um, I still even think that would take a couple games to, to see because even if Deshaun Watson was uh, available to play, he still hasn't played in, like, one or two years. So, yeah. I mean – we still don't know what how what they're getting. Oh, with that offense, how that team would look like. We know what the Bengals and we know I think pretty sure what the Ravens look like. Because they've been, you know, pretty much the same team for the past two years. The Ravens minus Hollywood Brown, obviously, putting Bateman in the number one spot. Um, but it would just be tough. I think that would be really hard to harsh and hard to say if Deshaun Watson was fully healthy week one and able to play. I think that would be really hard to other two teams just because we don't know how that how that's gonna fit quite yet. You know how good Chubb is, you know how good Hunt is, we know like Amari Cooper is a damn good receiver. But again, they have to all gel well and the offense has to, you know, have the right play calls for, you know, like all those kind of guys. And I think I think right now we would just have to go with what we know. So I think I, I think we would still put the Bengals in maybe over that, I think. Okay, uh, I I would uh, I would object only in the sense that you still have uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt there. So yeah. kind of while he's getting his feet wet the first couple games, you can lean heavily on that running game until like Deshaun starts to look like the Deshaun of old. So like in that sense, I would say. I hear you there because you don't just come back to your point after being off for a year or so and just start, like start slinging it. And just but, boom, boom, like tutty, tutty, tutty. You know? Right. But at the same time, like those defenses are going to have to be like, hey, we're coming up. We're stopping this run. You aren't going to be able to like run against us. It makes it that much easier. And it's like, okay, you were like a, a top, uh, not top five, but like top, seven top 10 quarterback when you were playing just how much did you erode to where it's like it doesn't click after a while will be my thought process 
course, yeah. like, I could see a scenario where he's just like probably like week three, week four, he's just like off and running. But that's for another season to to talk about. I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about it and here now. Just kind of yeah kind of to see what the take is there. Yeah, again, trust me, I'm. I still think, and by no means is this probably a good take, but I still think Lamar Jackson is slightly overrated. And that's not the- <laughs> you've been consistent with that though. All I right. will say that you've been ever since we've been doing this show, you have been consistent in that you aren't the biggest Lamar fan. So people that listen, they know that that's your and, stand. So. Like, and that's just not me like hating because you know the only two teams, you know, and the people who have listened, the only two teams I consistently hate on are the Bears and the Cowboys for for obvious reasons, really. Um, but by no means do I think he's a bad player. I just don't think when it comes down to it, Lamar Jackson is a guy to get the Ravens to like even a, a like a championship series or a Super Bowl. And Burrow did that in like one fucking season. Healthy. Of course, he tore his knee up that one season, but the one season he was healthy, he brought his team to the fucking Super Bowl. Will he do that again? Probably not. But I mean, just saying... I just don't – that division just always kind of a crapshoot because I don't think – I still think when he's healthy, Deshaun Watson is probably a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. But there's just so much he hasn't done in the past few seasons. We just can't put that – we can't put him over the top quite yet, though, if he's playing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it's definitely a, a fascinating conversation to have, for sure. Yeah. Now uh, – Next division, this one I, I think we could go by pretty quick because based on our prediction show, now we can certainly change it up if need be. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this this uh, we're, we're, we're doing the AFC South, by the way, so just to yeah. run the same page. So this division, it, it, it's sickening if you ask me. I, I'm going uh, Indianapolis just by like, – because I have to, because Tennessee, like they've traded away their weapons, is basically going to be ten dudes staring at King Henry, like, all right, Ryan Tannehill beat us, and he's shown in the playoffs that he can't. So I got uh, the Colts, unless you got anything, uh, anything otherwise to add on that. No, I had the Colts winning that division, and I actually had the Colts winning a playoff game or two as well. Oh wow. You got them going in deep in the playoffs? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people forgot how good Matt Ryan was in those last three shitty-ass seasons with the Falcons. <laughs> I think we all forget that Matty Ryan, I think, is like – isn't he the active uh, passing yard leader? Yeah. Well, well um, technically Tom Brady, but – Well, sorry. Besides Tom Brady, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but besides, but yeah. Tom, I think Matt Ryan, he's he's the, the second most passing yards leader, and I think a lot of people forgot about that when he was with those couple of shitty teams in like in Atlanta. So, Colts have a top four defense in the league. Uh, they have Jonathan Taylor, probably arguably one of the best top two running backs in the league. Yeah, Michael Pittman Jr. has a breakout year. Uh, yep. I just think that division's too easy, too easy enough not to win that. I mean, especially when you got the 
the Jaguars. Well, of course, they have a bad history of not being the Jaguars, but I think, you know, they also had fucking Carson Wentz, which is – I was just going to mention the owner was so pissed that they lost to, to Jacksonville at the end of the season that he was like, get Carson Wentz up out of here. So I will say that. And it's – like, and it kind of really is unfair to how bad Carson Wentz played last year. Tyler Haneke should be the starter on the Redskins, but, I mean, holy shit. It's, you know, Carson Wentz just because of the name. But that's beyond the point. Um, <laughs> I think the Colts actually won that division easily, I think. Yeah, same, same. All right, and final division uh, we got going on here, the AFC East, and – we got some bricks because I'm about to pile on with with the uh, Patriots and kind of shove some dirt on the on this franchise finally. But in terms of like winning the division, I got the um, Bills obviously. Like that, uh, I'm going to be watching them like a hawk all season long because that's like the team to kind of it's funny to say like the measuring stick with. It's like okay, are they going to like just go out and throttle everybody, or they're going to, like, take the time, just kind of make sure that they're right come playoff time, and then just, like, turn it up. They're, they're the team to watch for me, for sure. But, like, in uh, the rest of that division, we touched upon it in our um, reviews. I don't get what people are seeing and with the Dolphins and Tua, but when we were looking at their schedule, correct me if I'm wrong, we had them like in bad shape for a good part of the yeah, uh, beginning stretch five. of the season. Yeah, them on five. Yeah, so like they may, and uh, seeing how shitty the Patriots have been, they'll beat them. But like, I still am not sold on what they got going on there. I'm sorry. So I'm not a believer in what Miami's got going down right there. You can tell me they got the weapons, but I, I, I just don't see it right now. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easily, obviously, Bills win that division. Um, you know, if you go by Tyree Kill, uh, fucking two is the most accurate quarterback in the fucking National Football League, which is <laughs> the same ayahuasca that uh, fucking Aaron Rodgers was doing, because that's the only reason why you would say some dumbass shit like that. <laughs> so, the fact that he said Patrick Mahomes has the best arm, but two is more accurate. I mean, I get that he's your quarterback, but, I mean, you don't have to wash his balls that hard. Yeah, exactly, I mean, Jesus man. Jesus Christ. That is like the – that might be the biggest gargle job I've ever seen in my life. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the league. Yeah. yeah I, 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 when he uh, – I was like – High as fuck. I was expecting, yeah, I was like expecting random drug tests for Tyreek Hill has been scheduled, something crazy like that. But not even weed, some more of like some like psychotic drug, probably. Like he's doing like LSD or some weird shit like that, like some like white guy drug, you know? He's not, <laughs> like that, is, that takes beyond like ordinary. So. I mean, I don't know, man, but I don't see uh, Dua being the most accurate quarterback in the league. Jesus Christ. No, no, I do. I don't buy that at all. And I know deep down he doesn't, but like to your point, he's got to support his quarterback, so he's willing to say any damn thing. But you don't have to, but you don't have to out and, but you don't have to outright lie. 
You can say he's a great quarterback. Hey, he's a great quarterback. Love playing. Yeah. You don't got to lie to everybody. Say he's a great quarterback. I believe in my quarterback. Uh, next question. Exactly. That's like saying, like, uh, you know, Jesus. What is that like saying? That's like saying, oh, Derek Carr is the MVP this season because he had Devontae Adams. <laughs> and you know what? Perfect segue. Uh, let's. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up on the divisional winners. We'll, we'll get to the awards in just a second. But uh, who do you got right now? Uh, just like games haven't been played yet. So to make our picks, who you got going uh, to and winning the Super Bowl right now? Ooh, Jesus Christ, Ricky Bobby. We're at this point, huh? Yep. Um, God damn it. <laughs> if we're if we're talking about everyone's healthy and the least amount of injuries possible, I do have the Bills out of the AFC. Um, I think that's a very cliche team to pick, but at the same time, I think they're a very cliche team to pick for a reason. I think they're they have an easier division, you know, less like wear and tear on the body, like, you know, maybe a division like the the NFC West or the um, uh, the AFC West is, you know. Um, so I think there's a less wear and tear there. So I have them coming out of the AFC, the NFC, Jesus Christ. The NFC literally is a, is, is, is a crab shoot. Because to me, it's literally only going to be the Rams, Bucks, or the Packers for me. Like, there isn't another team – you can't tell me there's a team in the NFC that's better than the 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 Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers right now. I don't think so. Um, if we look at the the Rams, they're going to win that division. I think they're the defending Super Bowl champions. The Bucks, if they win that division, I think they'll be favorites to at least advance to the championship game. Um, if the Packers don't win their division. Uh, I would take them out of the consideration. But for now, I think if they win that division, like I think they still will, uh, they'll be in consideration. But really, other than those three teams, I don't see a team in the NFC doing it. Um, but I guess I would have to just, you know, going sight unseen, I guess I would have to go fucking Bills, Rams, repeat of the first game of the year. Hmm. Shit. Like, and I hate it because I because I really want to say Bills Packers because I think that would be exciting to see the best young quarterback in Allen versus the best old quarterback in Rodgers. I think that would be a fucking hell of a game. Um, I think our defense would be up for the challenge. I just don't think. I just we'll have to see. The time will tell how good the offense is, but. For the time being, the the Rams will be number one, Packers would be two, Bucks three in the NFC going to the Super Bowl. Huh. See, I, damn it. You, you, I, 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 I hate to where it seems like we are cheating off each other's paper here, but that's kind of where my mindset was going. As much as I would love to say Russell Wilson gets there in a year one, Dude uh, takes the Broncos two and wins the Super Bowl. 
that's a lot to ask, even for uh, for me. Like I, I it, if Kim Patrick was healthy, and it seems crazy that I'm basing the Broncos winning the Super Bowl on Tim Patrick, but it just kind of puts you over the top with the amount of weapons you would have if you were to have him into the mix with uh, with Ari, with uh, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy. Because to this point, you got to basically hope that they stay healthy throughout the rest of the uh, of the season. And so for that, I have my Broncos like getting edged out like at two of Buffalo, like in the, in the playoffs. Like I can see a scenario of playing in Buffalo, and like that's a difference maker. Now, and I'm not saying here that Buffalo is unbeatable because like yeah, if you yeah. ask me, you're basically putting the running game and passing game all on Josh Allen's shoulders. Like, I don't trust their running back. So it's like, can he, like, hold up for a full season? And that's why I was mentioning, like, in the division picks, do they kind of just, like, they know they have the division in the bag. Do they just kind of, like, not put the pedal to the metal, but that that can potentially, like, cost you home field? Or do you try to play for home field, but run the risk of like uh, sustaining some type of injury. So yep. it'd be fascinating to see how that plays out for them. But even with that being said, I still have them winning uh, in the uh, AFC. NFC, it, for me, it's to your point. If the Packers uh, wide receiver core and like weapons as a whole gel, or even let's just say it doesn't necessarily have to be the wide receivers gelling, but it's just uh, Aaron Rodgers, like relying, like having that trust in the, that one specific guy, but yeah. leaning a little bit more heavily into Aaron Jones and Dylan. I can see that scenario playing out where they just lean more heavily into that and then trust their defense and be like, all right, we're not going to be the team that necessarily puts up the 28, 30 points a game, but we're also going to be that team that we're going to hold you to like 20. 17 points a game and like grind you out with our running game and uh, our quarterback and making the timely throws. I could certainly see that from them. So in a battle wise, I see it coming down to, to the Rams, to green Bay. I, I can't be, I'm sorry, Mike, I can't be on board with Tampa. uh, At least not yet. I need a little bit more time before I, before I go there. So right now, if you, I had to choose, just because they did it last year, I'll go with L.A. But depending on, like, if it's in Green Bay, I could see a scenario where Green Bay gets there and they finally just kind of, like, cap off this, like, extended run that Aaron Rodgers has been on and you have a Green Bay-Buffalo uh, Super Bowl. I could see that uh, shaking out. Well, yeah, because the Green Bay-Buffalo Super Bowl would probably break fucking records. Like, I don't <laughs> Just seeing like the future of the NFL versus the the present and like the past mm-hmm. of like the NFL with like Rodgers and like Allen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to your point, though, I mean, if we're all being honest, the AFC is a lot harder than the NFC this year, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. if you're like, if you just have betting odds, right? I mean, who the fuck is gonna beat the Rams, the Packers, or to even hate to say it, like I said, the Bucks? I mean, like whether it's the Bucks or the Saints, okay? That's like the third team regardless. But who is going to beat the Rams or the Packers? Like the Cowboys? No. The Eagles? No. The fucking Vikings? They might beat us, 
then I would take our then I would respectfully take our name out of the consideration. But for the time being, who's 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 gonna beat him? Yeah. Like there's no one, there's no one that's gonna beat him. Like I think the NFC is like the easiest it's been, to be honest. Because be- between the yeah, between those two teams, Jesus. Really, Vikings. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe the Vikings might even be better than the Bucks this year. Who knows? Maybe. With Justin Jefferson popping off, maybe Kirk Cousins actually finds like a third nut and goes off. I mean, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he finally untucks his dick from his, like his ball sack. I mean, who knows? I mean, if that happens, then the Vikings could be even better than the, uh, the Saints or the Bucks. But for now, I mean, I don't think anyone's better than the Rams or the Packers. So yeah. I think it's gonna, so I think it's gonna be just off of consideration. I think it's gonna be the the Bills. If I just had a bet, I mean, I'm not gonna go off of a hometown bet. I'll say Bills Rams. I'll say Bills win. I think I'll be comfortable saying that just before before anything's happened. I'd be comfortable saying that. Yeah, uh, uh, I can. Uh, I wouldn't have any like uh, objections to that. To that argument, like I, I can see that. So, wow, I mean, not saying we're going to be spot on with this. There's plenty of things that can be subject to change, yeah. but for right now, at least, like on paper, that's kind of how how I see things. I guess uh, diving into the picks uh, for the awards real quick uh, as we're wrapping up. Super Bowl, well, not Super Bowl MVP, but like MVP of the season. Give me, we've been picking the Bills, so I guess you could uh, it you could make an argument for Josh Allen, sure. Uh, that's probably where I'm leaning on this. Part of me wants to say it, it's going to be Mahomes, just because everybody it, it's the craziest thing. Last year, people were throwing dirt on the guy because. He was coming off the contract, and everybody was like, oh, Mahomes had a down season. When you look at his season last year, people would kill to have that season. So I could see a scenario where he's like, you know what, fuck this. I'm about to show you who I am. And he just goes and lights it up. So I wouldn't be stunned. I mean, if he ends up pulling off a season like that and ends up winning the MVP. So you know what? I'm actually going to go that route. So – for MVP, I got Patrick Mahomes for Offensive Player of the Year. Patrick Mahomes, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, uh, I could see, uh, I could see where um, guy from the Cowboys. Everybody's in love with him. Blows up Micah Parsons. He just has like he uh, that he basically has to carry the team as opposed to the offense. And they, and you look if and if there's anything that like sports writers love to like give rewards to is you're not going to give it to a DB. You're not going to give it to like a traditional down lineman like uh, Aaron Donald, but you love to give it to like the edge rushers and like he's the hip new edge rusher in football. So I could see Michael Parsons winning defensive player of the year or defensive MVP, I should say. So those would be my three picks for MVP Offensive MVP and defensive MVP. Yeah, I think that's a. 
I will say, I'm not going to lie, because I think I know you more than most people since we've been doing these podcasts for a while, right? I'm a little, I'm a little uh, surprised you picked Patty Mahomes to win the MVP. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit surprised, um, but I'm not terribly surprised. But so here's, so, so here's how I think. I definitely don't discredit that take by any means because he definitely could win that pretty easily. I think it really is going to still come down to the same three people that has been coming down to the last three seasons, Mahomes, Rogers, and, and Josh Allen. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we can, I think we can all say we can take Brady out of the consideration this season. Right. So, yes. I mean, and I think that's across the board again, no disrespect to Brady speaks for himself, just saying, but I will say respectfully, I don't think – has there ever been someone winning uh, three MVPs in a row? Uh, I'll say back – I don't think Brett Favre did it. I'm trying to think if if it was, it's either Brett Favre or Peyton Manning, but it's not it, – no. Like it, it's not something that it, – it's definitely something that, that happens uh, frequently, no. Yeah, because – because I, um, if I would just to guess, I would say that Aaron Rodgers would be the MVP this year. The reason why I'm not going to say that is because, um, oh, actually, you were actually correct. Brett Favre is the only one to win three in a row. So there you go. Yeah. 95, 96, 97. Um, yeah. So the only reason why I'm not going to pick uh, Rogers this year is because again he does he doesn't have Adams I get that um, I was actually surprised he won it last year after the whole uh, uh, the whole fucking immunized conversation went down that's that's what I was gonna mention after this that people are pissed at him yeah. and, and it's the the writers are pissed at him and because yeah. of that that's all like they're gonna they're like fuck this guy we're not giving him the award. And as sad as that is to say, because it's not supposed to be about outside stuff, it's supposed to be right. play. But at the same time, if he still won the MVP last year after that whole controversy, you bet your fucking ass he's not going to win it this year after his episode of Joe Rogan last week. <laughs> that guy ripped the fucking NFL like it was a fucking ragdoll. So do I think he's going to win MVP? Yes. Is he going to win MVP? No. I think is Allen going to be both ways. I think Allen's going to win MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. Um, and I think – fuck. Um, this is where – this is where I'm going to come into – a little bit of controversy here. I'm very unsure on the defensive player of the year. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's TJ Watt. I think that's who I would put my money on. Um, I know Donald, Garrett, Parsons, Bosa, the, the 49ers Bosa um, is up there. Chase Young, I think, is still missing too much of the season to even be in that. Yeah. Um, I think they said he's out for almost half the year, I think. So I would – I'm actually going to go a little bit different. I'll pick T.J. Watt there. I think T.J. Watt is the fucking best defensive player in the league. 
I think. I don't know but, if that's going to be shown because the team might not be as good as they were with Big Ben like in the past, but I think in general, if you're not going to give it to Donald because I don't know how much he cares about football anymore, um, I think T.J. Watt is a steal if you're betting on that. I mean, just to bet on it, I'm just going to take a flyer, just be different. I want to take T.J. Watt on that. Um, I'll take Watt one. I'll take Garrett two. I'll take Micah Parsons three. Um, but, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP three years in a row just to fuck the NFL and fuck everyone else on Twitter that says otherwise. But I think it's Allen for the first two. Yeah. The one thing I would have with Garrett is a good point to bring up. They're going to be in so many damn blowouts, though. Yeah. Because of not having Deshaun, that that's why he didn't even come up with my thought process. I was thinking like uh, T.J. Watt, but my whole thing with them is that record-wise, are they going to be good enough to where it's like, well, how are you going to be MVP, but you're like fourth in your division? So that's where my mindset went with him. Aaron Donald, I could see him winning it, but to your point, you know, they, they rarely give defensive tackles like any type of recognition, yeah. even though like he's widely been considered like – if not the best, one of the best players of the past, like his entire career. But like defensive linemen, that's just not the thing. Like, trust me, I know from experience, defensive linemen, they don't get any credit. So it's like you're, you, you, it's like you're asking a lot to to go there with him there. So that's why I was like Parsons, he, the Cowboys marketing machine. He plays a flashy position. He gets sacks. They're going to do everything they can to try to get him. They already are going to have him weekly on the show with Skip and uh, Shannon Sharp to kind of put his name out there. It's just kind of like a tailor-made package type of thing with him. Yeah. Like, and that just, like, goes to show you, like, for the offense, like, for the MVP, I mean, if we're all being honest, like, and this is me not being biased by any means being a Packer fan, if Aaron Rodgers does anything this season, what the fuck? If they win that division, if they win a playoff game, he should be, I mean, he should be the MVP going away because this is the same thing with baseball, right? What is the MVP? Is the MVP the best player? Is the MVP the best player on the best team or is the MVP the best player that makes their team that much better? If the MVP is the best player that makes their team that much better, then if Aaron Rodgers has an outstanding year, he should be it. Because we're all expecting Josh Allen to have that year. We're all expecting Patrick Mahomes to have that good year with like Juju and MVS and Kelsey and like and those guys, right? But what are we expecting from Aaron Rodgers? We're expecting uh, a number one wide receiver who has been a number three receiver for the past two years. We're expecting an old Randall Cobb in the slot. We're expecting a number uh, number two round draft pick opposite Lazard. And we're expecting as a third receiver, a number six round pick. So if Rodgers just does unbelievable things with that team, then how is he not the MVP over a guy like Josh Allen who works, who's expected to be that good regardless? So what is the MVP to you? Is the MVP the best player 
on the best team or is the MVP the best player who makes the who makes a a decent team a great team? My whole thing with MVP is like you gotta have value on a team that's a good team because that's one of the things that pisses me off the most. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go into yeah, a tangent. Baseball was I know it's like I know Otani. but Otani and Trout when he was winning it, they're the best players. But it's like okay. How valuable are you to a team that's last place? It's like, okay, we get it. That's why there has to be like an award for like. I'll stop you there. We weren't last place. Easy. We're third place out of five. But yeah. it's like, but it's like one of those things where it's like, okay. Not the Oakland Athletics. Calm down. No, I, I get that. Right. But it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, how valuable are you? If you're not any, if you're not, anywhere near like playoff contention, then it's like, okay, then what are we talking about here? Like that's why the one thing I do appreciate about football is that it has that distinction of offensive MVP, defensive MVP, and just like league MVP. So like the offensive MVP, yeah, you could say, okay, this dude had the best stats or was the best player offensively in the league this year. So like to your point, if, Let's say that scenario plays out with Aaron Rodgers, like he gets them to the playoffs, but like his stats aren't like crazy. But it's like okay, he was able to drag this team somehow to the playoffs. Drag that ass offense. That would fall more in line of like MVP compared to like okay, let's say Aaron Rodgers uh, this year throws thirty touchdowns, seven picks, and they end up uh, in the one seed. Whereas you get Patrick Mahomes. He flips out. He throws 56 touchdowns, uh, nine picks. But but exactly, they're the third because their defense can't stop anybody. They're the third wild card. Well, in that situation, it's like, okay, I'd be fine, Aaron Rodgers. I weight the team success more than I weight just like individual stats. I could see that Mahomes wins offensive MVP and – Rodgers wins uh, league MVP. That right there makes sense to me in that type of scenario. But if you're just going solely based on, like, okay, it can't just be a thing where it's like, all right, they did this, so give them MVP. No, it, it ha- there has to be some type of team success behind it, too, because it, at the end of the day, it's a team game. Like, yes, you are doing, like, great things like on the, on the field, but your team success ha- does hold weight to me and how I look at this. All right. Well then, f- then fuck everyone listening to this podcast respectfully. Um, yeah. I'll pick Aaron Rodgers back to back to back. Fuck you guys. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, because I don't think it's the best player in the league on the best team. I think it's the best player in the league that does the most to help his team win games that they shouldn't have won. So that's why, that's why I'll differ. Like, okay, we're not going to go down this tangent because this could be another hour and a half talk, but that's why I think Otani is the best player ever to play the game so far is because he's doing 40 home runs a year, 10 wins a year as a pitcher, sub three ERA, That'll never be done in our lifetimes again. That's better than Babe Ruth. That's better than anyone that's ever done it. But if the Angels don't have Trout or Tani, we don't we we win five games a year. We go five and like one fifty six. 
So that's why that's why I think the MVP doesn't necessarily like what if like you know like what if the Bills just go like sixteen and zero or seventeen and zero, just blow everyone out of the water because their division's dog shit. You know, the Dolphins are overrated. The Patriots aren't there quite yet. Okay, Josh Allen does his thing, right? Say he's like Brady going into that one postseason where he's perfect. But what if Aaron Rodgers just goes like, loses three games, goes like 13 or 14 and three again with this like ragtag guys of offense and he still throws for 31 touchdowns and like four interceptions? Like, come on. Like, well, if, if a team goes on perfect, then they're winning MVP. Like, I don't care what, how, how their quarterback did. Their quarterback did throw 10 touchdowns. You go perfect, you're getting an MVP award. Yeah, I'm going to be biased. This is the first time I'll be biased on this podcast in a while. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I retract my previous statement. I'm going to go uh, Rodgers back to back to back because fuck everybody and fuck COVID too. <laughs> Uh, there's my guy Mike with the hot takes. Yeah, and you know, if you guys so partake into that kind of a you know lifestyle, I do highly, I do highly recommend watching Aaron Rodgers Joe Rogan podcast because that's on fire. <laughs> but I do recommend having at least two drinks before watching the podcast because it will put you on a different dimension. I will say that. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, you know what, I've, uh, you've gotten me, you've gotten me more so into the Pat McAfee show. That dude is golden, but that, that's a whole nother story for another day. Also, if you guys are listening, uh, if you guys, well, this won't be posted tonight, but, uh, Aaron Rodgers will be on Pat McAfee on Friday tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. First interview uh, of the season, he'll be on tomorrow, uh, around, two o'clock central time. I know this will be posted after that, but uh, if you're stay tuned for that fucking gem. <laughs> and with that uh, show, it's coming to a close before we head out. Uh, got anything you, you want to say to the people, Mike, before we bounce? Yeah. I just appreciate again, appreciate all the listeners. We have uh, no idea why you guys listen to me. Cause I'm kind of a good fit. Um, so I do appreciate that. But we do have a soccer podcast coming uh, soon. If I do be so inclined to 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 program that in your guys' brain, if you guys are a big soccer fan, big European soccer fan, uh, podcast coming very soon. Should be recording this weekend for the first time. Um, we'll be obviously under the the great uh, host Niles E. Um, so. If you guys enjoy soccer, European soccer, maybe a little bit of American soccer, we don't know because American soccer sucks nonetheless. But <laughs> if you're into that European stuff from an American perspective that knows a lot about European soccer, uh, I would love to get a couple of viewers on that, and uh, we'll get that uh, we'll get that recorded hopefully this weekend, um, and hopefully we'll see that. Uh, online pretty soon so other than that i appreciate you uh now z as always appreciate the platform appreciate the uh the opportunity and uh again i think at the end of the year it's it's always fun we did this last year too um 
we'll see how our picks end up at the uh, the end of the year going into the playoffs. Because <laughs> last year we were a little bit off on a couple picks, so I'm not gonna lie to you. But, yeah, uh, I think this so, will be a little bit better. I think I think we'll be a little bit better. I think I'll say for that. sure. We didn't uh, put the gambling disclaimer in there, but yeah, we definitely will uh, make sure we keep it more consistent and and uh, definitely try to do better on our picks moving forward week to week. That's for sure. We do plan to bring that content to you on a consistent basis. And like Mike said, he's got his soccer podcast coming out. I, we got the the House of Dragons podcast with Monique. We got the music podcast coming up with uh, with Fella. We got uh, the my own just podcast about just solo rapping for about a good uh, 15, 30 minutes. And then we got the big show coming back with me and uh, Z, uh, Brother T, DJ, and Fella all coming back here within the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be very exciting times around here. That's for sure. I will say one thing. If you are not listening to the Time for Some Action podcast, whether it be whatever brand comes out of that, then what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. What you doing with your life? Get on one of these podcasts and tune in. It's definitely an exciting ride, and we're hoping you're all willing to jump on the ship with us. Support it. Share with your friends that like, that like the kind of stuff that we like. Again, we're not paid by anyone. We're just guys out here talking sports, talking movie, talking trivia, talking life, right? That's right. That's right. All right, Mike. It's been great uh, talking with you. We will be doing this again next week with the regular season coming full into swing. And for my guy, Mike, this is Niles E. We are signing out. Peace, everybody. Yes, sir. Have a good night, guys. Thank you.